on this episode of Adventures in Being Gifted. I would say whoever you are, whatever age, you can use your talent to create more smiles and you can make the ripple effect. It's like even a small act can change someone's world is what I always like to say. So at that point, I just wanted to share my blessings and whatever I had and inspire other kids to do the same as well. Because, you know, you can definitely do it as one person, but creating that ripple effect would actually make it so much more bigger and just, how do I say it? Like speak the language of kindness just for everyone. That and a whole lot more coming up. And welcome to the Adventures in Being Gifted podcast. I'm Jill Hartsock. And I'm Jessica Mullen. And we're two experienced gifted teachers and your hosts. This podcast is a place for parents, educators, and students living the gifted adventure to hear stories, practical tips, deep dive into relevant topics related to being gifted. So come along for another Adventures in Being Gifted episode. So Jill, oftentimes we as educators communicate with each other, we communicate with professionals, and so far all of our episodes have been dedicated towards, you know, professionals in the gifted field or professionals in things related to gifted. Well, it's so important to feature students and to hand the mic over to them, and I'm so excited to do that today. That's right. So today we are excited to actually really stress the importance of giving students a chance to either be a leader themselves or just the opportunity for leadership and to see what they do and how they just carry out visions and ideas and just really make an impact on the world. And I think that's really important to step back and let these kids take over and just go for it. And I think this is going to be such a huge episode for our listeners to really remind themselves, oh my gosh, these kids can do so much. So our special guest today, I Googled and was blown away at just the age of 15, how much came up after my quick Google search. So this is going to be exciting. Today on Adventures in Being Gifted, we have two sisters who have combined their passion for helping others with their creative problem-solving skills and are making a huge difference in the lives of others. Jessica, tell us more about our special guests. Of course. With us on today's episode, we have Rashika and Joshika Jayaprakash. Rashika is 15 years old and is a sophomore in high school and has a burning passion for science and service. Her sister Joshika is nine and in fourth grade this year. She loves using her creativity to make people smile. These two sisters work together in leading other kids to spread kindness and inspire others through their nonprofit organizations, Little Helpers and Joshika's Jewels for Joy. To date, Little Helpers has raised over $16,000 for local causes and donated 4,500 new toys to Cincinnati's Children's Hospital. All right, girls, tell us a little bit about Little Helpers. What is it? So Little Helpers is a 501c3 nonprofit organization dedicated to spreading kindness and inspiring kids to give back and also just to make a difference in their community as well. Wow, that's amazing. Can you tell us your backstory? Like, how did this all start? How did you have the idea to do this? 
Just tell us it all. Yeah. So back when I was nine years old, I think I just like finished third grade around the time. That was like when I first started noticing a lot of things just around me. Like there were positive things that happened and negative things that happened. Like for instance, I would see people just um, hold the door open as like a random act of kindness. But then I'd also see people bullying each other at school or like calling each other names that were pretty hurtful. And I just thought like, why are there two different things in the world? And that's when I knew that like I had to do something to stop the negativity and bring the positivity into people's lives. And I've uh, talked to my parents and stuff about it, and they always taught me to be really kind from a young age. Like if you see someone that um, sitting alone, like go and sit with them for lunch or like invite them to play or like just kind of basic things that would make you more happy, even if it doesn't make like a whole lot of difference, like even a small act can change someone's world is what I always like to say. So at that point, I just wanted to share my blessings and whatever I had and inspire other kids to do the same as well. Because, you know, you can definitely do it as one person, but creating that ripple effect would actually make it so much more bigger and just, um, uh, how do I say it? Like speak the language of kindness just for everyone. So after that, I just started Little Helpers. It was like a group of kids. We all just got together and we started doing service projects every month just to kind of give back to the community. And I was amazing because I could see more and more kids being inspired and coming to do our service projects as the time went on. So I think that was just definitely great. And after the pandemic, even though that has been like a big kind of stop there, it was like, um, a kind of big responsibility to kind of halt and then adapt and kind of pivot and adapt to new projects there. But I think it's great because we were able to show that just because there's like a worldwide pandemic, kindness doesn't stop. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so it sounds like your parents have influ influenced you a lot, but I want to hear kind of from both of you. So what else was your influences? And you can add on to what your parents said, but what else influenced you to kind of start all this? I think mainly it was just kind of seeing how the negativity does mask the positivity. Like even on the news and stuff, maybe they'll post like the positive aspect of something for like a few minutes and then they'll talk about something negative that happened in another part of the country. And throughout like in people's minds, it's the negative thing that happened that they'll go and talk about. Like no one's going to go and say like, oh, did you see someone did this random act of kindness? But they're more talk about like, oh, did you see this something like bad happen in this country. So I think it was just changing that so more people were able to talk about the positivity and actually just be more positive. So I think it was just like the factors around me that definitely influenced me and just like the things I had learned from like the positivity and from uh, other people around me, like my peers, I was able to see people that were actually nice to others. And I think that also influenced me too. What about you, Joshika? So the people who influence me are all my teachers, my family and friends, and most of all, my sister. Aww, is there anything specific about your sister that you want to tell us about? Well, all of her kindness and her generosity has inspired me so much because, well, the same thing she said, <laughs> like really. All right. So girls, it requires a lot of hard work, a lot of thought, a lot of stamina. And like what you said already is just a lot of adapting, adjusting um, to start a nonprofit and to keep it going, especially during that pandemic time when things got shut down. Probably also a lot of creativity. Um, what would you say would be some of the specific skills and even leadership skills that you need to have or you do have to be able to start and sustain a nonprofit? 
I think uh, for sure, ever since I was young, I've been able to see that one of the main things that uh, I'm lucky to actually be able to do properly and um, I've been able to grow in this like skill would definitely be public speaking and communication of somewhat. Because even when we started like uh, the group projects back then, I had to communicate with people to write the emails, kind of looking at the projects, stuff like that. And also just to get everyone together. And when we go to the projects, it was like I had to be able to speak to everyone and not be nervous and kind of back down. So I think public speaking is something really important that has gotten me here today so that even like now I don't really get nervous when people ask me to talk about anything because like I know the information I just go and speak my heart out. I love that. Well, thank you for speaking your heart out to us today. Um, so when did you start learning leadership skills? I know we have been lucky enough to have Joshika as a student in our gifted program and know that we worked a lot with leadership this year. So both of you, when did you really start learning those leadership skills? At what age? I started learning about leadership ever since my sister founded Little Helpers because I've always been with her group projects and I've always been with her in doing the kind of thing. I think uh, I just learned about like leadership in general just around that third grade time when I started forming everything. Like I don't think I actually identified it as leadership, but I knew it was like an important quality that I was able to gather everyone. And it's been great to see like the way that I've been able to actually grow throughout um, all the years and stuff. So who would you say started teaching you the specific leadership skills? And at what point would you say you realized it was leadership? I think uh, for sure my parents taught me a lot of the leadership like skills specifically like ever since I was really young like even in kindergarten my mom always enforced like some type of public speaking like she always told um, us to be bold and like no matter what not to be nervous on what we were doing because like we knew the information and stuff so just going up and speaking in front of a crowd wasn't as difficult for me when I started Little Helpers since I did have experience from what my parents had taught me and I think uh for sure, teachers, like, ever since in my younger grades and stuff, they would always, like, identify that I could, like, get the whole class together and stuff. And I think, actually, after I started Little Helpers, or, like, a bit before that, in third grade, um, I was chosen. We had, like, this election for class representative, and I said, like, a speech in front of the whole class for that. And that was, like, one of the first times the teacher actually told me that, like, my speech was actually really good because he said it was because I memorized it. Like, I memorized the speech and delivered it, and he thought that was, like, one of the most amazing things. So I think... From starting like back then in third grade and all the way up till fifth grade, I've had some uh, teachers that have influenced me a lot. And I think that's when just like the words of motivation that they give. And when they say like, wow, you do have this skill. I think that's what like really showed me that I did have leadership qualities and such. Yeah, made you believe in yourself. That's <laughs> awesome. But being a leader isn't always easy. So what <laughs> obstacles would, would you like to share that you faced and overcome along the way? I think leadership specifically, sometimes it's hard um, when people give you a lot of suggestions because when you're a leader, you need to take the suggestions and implement them like as to your best of your level, whatever does make sense in that time. Because, you know, like leadership is just like you also trying to like voice what other people want to speak as well. So I think it has been hard sometimes when you're not able to satisfy everyone's needs and sometimes that can come back to you. But other than that, sometimes age has been a factor as well for leadership because, you know, being like 15 and when I started Little Helpers, I was actually nine. So for the most part, kids do get taken like seriously because even when you're at a young age to do something kind, like that's always important. But sometimes they're just like, you're a kid. So, I mean, how much can you do? So I think we just need to break that barrier and show that no matter what age, anything you set your heart out to and mind out to, it's possible. 
Oh, this is so good to hear because we say this to our students who I hope are listening, but now we'll believe it because a real life teenager is telling them that this is true. (laughs) At what point do you think you saw a shift from when you started Little Helpers at nine to now being 15 and you're getting a lot of press, you have your own podcast, you have all kinds of, um, I guess, media behind you. At what point did you see kind of a shift and that maybe you're, I don't know, being taken a little bit more serious? I think it was like around 12 or 13. Like when I first entered middle school, that's when um, even school related things, like everything was just like, whoa, it was like a big transition from sixth grade to middle school because a lot of things became like getting a bit more serious with grades and everything. So I think at that point in time, like I knew like I wanted to take Little Helpers, like everything we did like to the next level. So I think it was around that time when we were able to like make the website, get the nonprofit status and stuff like that. That's when I think it was able to get more serious because they were like, oh, you actually have a 501 C3 and then they were like oh it exists so then they had somewhat of a reason to take me more seriously so it was definitely around the teenage like start of teenage years another question for you we just got done doing an episode on goal setting so what are your goals for the future for these nonprofits I think for sure it's just like a very overall and broad goal would be to inspire many kids to do what they can to give back and to obviously spread a lot more kindness. I think um, something I've always been saying from when I was young is one of the like big nonprofits I was inspired by were the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. Like I've been able to see how even like really amazing people who have made such an impact on our lives just through like technology and everything, they're still able to give back and give to those in need. So I think that's what we really want to do with Little Helpers. And another thing is just like we want to show kids that you should never stop being kind. So even if it's not like direct service, sometimes you just need to know and believe in yourself. So kind of just like that. Wow. So on that note, when you think about what you want to do in terms of a goal, what are you, what would you say would be your biggest hope in terms of an influence would be like when you think about the different great thinkers of the world and people who have left a big legacy or a big impact on others, Um, they definitely have certain skills. Um, what do you want to, what kind of influence do you want to make on others through this little helpers? I think it's just mainly to show that no matter who you are, you can be kind and you can break the barriers on what people think about you. Like whether it be stereotypes or anything, because like, we're like in our world, we should be peaceful and we should be kind to one another. And it's been pretty hard. Like I know, um, like right after the pandemic with the BLM and other like hate crimes going on right now, it has been something in our world that like sometimes kindness, maybe sometimes people might think that kindness doesn't work out, but I just want to show people that I think we should grow like it from kids. And I like to say to plant the seed of kindness in kids from a young age. So that as they grow, you can see like the garden of kindness in them. And this way, like we'll never have hate crimes or anything because you've broken the barrier of hating each other. And now we just all were, even if like specifically, if you don't like something that someone does, you can still be kind to them and to just show that you can make a difference in their day as well. So beautifully said, I love your mindset. It's amazing. It's just incredible. So going back to leadership, um, you are an exceptional leader. You are well-spoken. You have so many great leadership skills. Are there any leadership skills that you are wanting to improve on? 
Yeah, there's one big one that I've noticed after um, coming to high school, and that's definitely time management. Like, <laughs> I've been, I was like, when I was younger and stuff, I didn't have much to do school-wise and other extracurriculars, but now that I'm going into high school with all the courses, like, I'm taking pretty rigorous courses next year, and along with all the extracurriculars and everything, like, even over the summer when there is no school, I've been, I've been finding it a bit hard to actually, like, go find, make time for everything and still kind of socialize and keep everything without, like, having, like, a stress breakdown. So I think finding a way to not procrastinate and manage my time in a proper and efficient way for sure. Oh, you just tapped into a whole nother topic that we love to talk about. What kinds of things do you find yourself doing to help manage that stress levels? Because I'm sure your, your plate is full. So as you're starting to feel it rise and all of those commitments, what are you doing to make yourself kind of um, sharpen the saws, they say, or just have some balance in your life. I think uh, first I like to write everything down, which I've been starting to do because usually I just kind of stick everything in my head and then I start panicking because like I have so many things that I'm thinking about that I just like panic. And then the bad part about that is that I have so many things to do. I panic and then I go and I go to bed because like I just don't end up doing anything because I'm like too panicked about everything. So first I write everything down and I try to assign like a goal for myself, like a deadline that I could try to finish it by. And then after that, I just try my best to see what I can and and when I do get stressed, I go and I just kind of take a break, maybe like watch TV, talk to a friend. And then I usually just try to tell myself to take things one at a time. But I think mainly it's just talking to someone that helps for me. Like, in my opinion, that's what helps for me. So I either go and talk to my mom or I just like call one of my good friends. and I'm just like, oh, I'm stressed out. And then we'll end up talking about something else. So I think just to take your mind off it for a while does help. And then I get back into work and just try not to waste any more time. I find myself doing the same thing. <laughs> Jessica knows. <laughs> we have to just have those outlets for sure. That's really awesome. All right. So Joshika, we're going to turn it over to you a little bit. So you, about two years ago, were inspired to start your own nonprofit called Jewels for Joy. So can you tell us a little bit about that? So once upon a time, I was creating <laughs> my own artsy crafts and I was, I always wanted to set up a booth and sell those artsy crafts um, to support my sister's organization. So then I thought again, would anyone even want to buy my artsy craft? <laughs> so then... Right then and there, I decided that I should create my own nonprofit organization and poof, came Jules for Joy. And if you don't know what Jules for Joy is, let me explain. So Jules for Joy is my charity where I make and sell jewelry such as earrings and bracelets. And with all of the money I get, I do many charitable causes. So far, I have sold over 400 toys so far. I meant so 400 Joel's so far, not 400 toys. And I've donated over 1,000 toys so far. Wow. That is incredible. I love it. During the pandemic, I have donated more than 100 jewelry to the doctors and nurses as a token of appreciation oh, wow. to three different hospitals. And um, also, the money we're going to use for the jewelry is going to buy food for the food pantry. And if you want to shop for a cause, please visit my online store, which is www.jillsforjoy.org. Please visit. <laughs> 
Wow. It sounds like you have leadership in your genes for sure. Um, so tell us a little bit about your leadership skills and what you think are your strongest skills and maybe some that you want to work on. Some of the leadership skills I want to work on is probably public speaking, because when I look up to my sister, she's like an amazing public speaker. And one day I want to be just as awesome as that. And also, um, one leadership skill I want to work on are social norms, because like on eye contact, like I really need to work on those too. And one of the strongest skills I have are creativity. Oh, I would definitely agree with that. Your creativity has then caused you to be able to have a whole nother like direction than your sister's nonprofit, which is huge. But your nonprofit then helps her nonprofit and then everybody wins, right? (laughs) Yeah. That's awesome. Great job. What are your, what are some of your big goals for either this summer or just in general for Joshika's Jewels for Joy? One of my big goals is to sell more jewels and make more smiles, like create more and more and more. And I could go on and on. (laughs) All right. Before we close out, are there any last pieces of advice that you would like to give the students that are listening or the children or the parents of those students listening to help them become leaders like you girls. Yeah. Um, I would definitely say don't take any factors like your age or anything like that to stop your passion because giving back has always been my passion. I like to say science and service because in the, uh, in the future I want to practice space medicine. So some type of science and service have always been my passion. So if you have like a passion for something, just go and start it because you never know where that can take you. And just along with that, like find people who definitely support you. Like I know for sure, I just want to thank everyone out there that has been supporting me all the way from my school because I know they definitely helped me ever since the start just to get the word about Little Helpers. Many teachers have influenced me along with all the Little Helpers in the past and my family, especially my mom. So yeah, shout out to her. I would say whoever you are, whatever age, you can use your talent to create more smiles and you can make the ripple effect. So girls, if our listeners wanted to follow you and learn more about you and your two nonprofits, or if they want to subscribe to your podcast, tell us how to do that. Yeah. So, um, we have a website for little helpers and that's www.littlehelpers2015.org. And we also have social media, which would be Facebook at little helpers 2015 and then Twitter and Instagram at little helpers OH. And you can definitely follow us there. And Little Helpers also has a podcast called Little Helpers Big Inspirations in which we um, thrive where, where I interview kids who make a difference in their community so that we can still reach out many more kids and have them kind of start like the ripple effect as well. So you can definitely listen to that on Spotify and it's on our website as well. I repeat, you may please visit my online store, which is www.jillsforjoy.org. And if you want to shop, just I'm going to remind you, you're going to shop for a cause. That is so amazing. Girls, we couldn't be more honored to have you on our podcast episode today. Thank you so much for sharing your story, just your insight and your thoughts about leadership. 
and just putting your ideas into action. So thanks for being here on Adventures in Being Gifted. Thank you so much for this opportunity. It was great. Thank you. Jessica, wow, what inspiring girls. Can you believe all that they're up to and what they've been doing for several years now as you heard Rashika share their timeline and their story behind Little Helpers? And as we said before, this is one of those examples of you open up a little bit of an opportunity and they will just run with it. I'm so excited to see all the things they have to come And it just inspires me and I hope it inspires our listeners to just put one step forward into doing something big and you just never know what's going to happen. And to really kind of step out of the way and let those kids take over and really practice their leadership skills that we're hopefully teaching them, um, whether it's at home with parents or whether it's at school and their teachers or whether it's just the students taking the initiative themselves. We just love featuring these kids and how they are such leaders and they can make a difference and ultimately change the world. I think they're going to. I truly think these girls are on a mission to change the world. So our charge to you listeners is to go out and let some student leaders take over, take control and be the leaders and just walk alongside them, support them, and see where they take you. Have fun! What we do is we come up with a bunch of different things, good stuff it's like math, reading, and all that, with, and, and to keep yourself with them, to keep your hands. I'm nervous about and the Welcome to the segment, Student Voices, where we are passing them the mic to share about their gifted adventures. We are here today with Clara, who is a fifth grader now, and we knew her as a third grader, so two years ago. And in that span of time, we have dealt with a pandemic. Our schools shut down on March 11th of 2020 when we had Clara as a third grader. And then we didn't see her. We continued to meet once a week with remote learning and online schooling. And then we had summer break last year. Then we went into a new school year and Clara chose with her family for her to be an online learner for the entire 2020 2021 school year. So we are here today to talk to Clara about transitioning back to school because this school year, which will be 2021 to 2022, she is going back in person. So that is very unique. So Clara, good morning. Good morning. Hi, Clara. Hi. We're so glad you're here with us today. Would you like to start us off and tell us a little summary about how you learned online this past school year? Well, it was definitely very different from being in person. So we used more things like online Zoom meetings, and we used a lot of things through Schoology. And we did checklists for school in order to do our work. 
where we had different subjects and stuff that we had to choose from and do the things on our checklist for that subject on Schoology. Tell us a little bit about connecting with friends and other kids and classmates by being an online learner. So when we do Zoom meetings, sometimes we get put in breakout rooms just to share a little bit um, about what we did over the weekend or just to talk about stuff we did, like share time and share stuff that we have. And so we were able to um, talk to our friends and classmates a lot. And me personally, I got to like FaceTime my friends and you still get to connect with your friends, even though it's online. Awesome. That's really cool. Thank you. All right, Clara. So as we are heading back to school here, you have not been in a school building in 17 months. What are some of the worries and anxieties that you have as you're getting ready to go back in that fifth grade classroom? Well, it's for sure going to be different. Um, I personally don't like wearing masks, so it depends on if we're going to have to wear masks. Um, That's going to be a big factor and just a different section of the building for me since I'm going into MI. So just seeing the difference from when I was there before, like before the pandemic, it's just going to be a big change for me. So what are some of the things that you and your family are doing to help kind of relieve some of those anxieties as you're entering in a new grade, a new building, and just in general back to school? Well, you can do counseling, which I'm doing, and there are going to be counselors at the school, which helped me a lot. And there are ways you can cope with strategies, like I do butterfly hands where you make a butterfly on your chest and then you tap on like these um your collarbone and there are more strategies that really help me and to get into the groove of getting ready for the school year you can start waking up earlier which is a big factor for me because I do not like waking up early are you a night owl are you a night owl yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) I like um, to start waking up a little bit earlier so I can get used to um, the early start of school. So Clara, tell us, I mean, this is awesome. This is incredibly wise for a fifth grader. Tell us a little bit about how you're preparing yourself to interact with people, friends, like in person, you know three feet to six feet away from each other since you've been learning online all this past year? Well, we can probably, well, just being around each other, definitely for school. Like, you don't have to be close in order to be able to get to know each other. And you can just ask questions and you can you can probably get a little closer outside or you can ask if you could like play with them at your house and ask them over. That would be a good thing to do. And I, um, I would be willing to try my best to get to know more people because I'm sure that 
other people haven't been able to make more friends during the pandemic if they've been more careful. Right, exactly. It sounds like you've been really careful with your family, right? Yeah. Staying in. But you also mentioned a few minutes ago how you have been maybe FaceTiming friends. Have you had anybody over to your house to play? Yes. So how we do it is if they're like parents and a lot of their families vaccinated, sometimes they'll be able to come into our house with masks on or off. But we try and keep our distance a little bit. But usually we just go outside, which is a good place to be because of the fresh air. That sounds like you've been really working on getting yourself ready. Oh, my gosh. And handling it. Have you felt any specific um, like negative feelings or specific like I know we said anxieties earlier, but fears or worries um, throughout the pandemic? Well, yeah. Um, as I talked earlier about going to school with masks and hopefully that the pandemic will go away. Um, one of my worries is that it, we will have to wear masks and have to do this for the rest of our lives, which probably won't happen, but it's, it's a possibility. So just to be prepared and know what we could do to make it go away faster or help us to be safe is a factor that could help us um, feel better with our worries. That's awesome. Yeah. Do you have any final like tips or suggestions that you would give other online learners coming back into the school that you think are going to be helpful for you? Well, when you go back into school, it's helpful to find a friend that you can stick with and you can talk with them and understand um, each other's worries and help each other get through the pandemic through the next school year. Absolutely. I love that. That's great advice. Claire, I have one bonus question for you. What are you looking forward to most about going back to school in person? And it could be more than one. dogs. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Tell us about that. Uh, so in the school of ME and MI, there's therapy dogs, especially, um, well, specifically Lucy, which is a therapy dog that they have there. It goes back and forth between different counselors for different grades and stuff. So if you feel worried, you'll be able to just go to the dog and release all your stress and just, um just pet the dog and yeah. Because you have two dogs. Do you still have two dogs? Yes. And so is that a big part of your life having your own dogs? Yeah, for sure. Yes. I know we are all dog lovers here. Uh, so dogs that make is everything good. better. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, are there any other thoughts or anything else that you feel like you have been able to say you have conquered or accomplished or achieved in the last couple of years, just knowing yourself and going back into a new school year? Well, I've been able to get through more challenging things with the pandemic. You've been challenged more and you've been able to realize that you can do more things than you thought you can because of how different it is. 
I love that. Coming out stronger. (laughs) You are so mature and so wise. This has been such a great time talking with you. And thank you for sharing everything to our listeners. I think you're going to teach a lot of kids some really great stuff. I hope I do. (laughs) Thanks, everyone, for listening to another Adventures in Being Gifted episode. Make sure that you subscribe and review us wherever you listen to your podcast so you don't miss an episode. Join us again next time for more Adventures in Being Gifted.